Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And today I'm going to start a three-part series, 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 about how to prepare yourself for a ceremony. I think that when we choose to work with ancestral medicines or any sort of medicine, it's really important that we prepare ourselves rather than just going into it, just like, okay, today, hey, Jimena, do you want to sit with ayahuasca? Yeah, sure, let's go. And there is no preparation. There is no, um, you know, kind of thought process behind it. I just jump into it. And, and you know, for some people that may work. But overall, if you want to get the most out of your experience, you definitely want to do that. You want to be able to prepare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So today, what we're going to be talking about is how to prepare yourself physically. And I'm going to be very specific to ayahuasca and master plan diets. I will also add a few of other things like cambo or psilocybin or, or tepe or bufo. There is other medicines that you also need to prepare yourself physically, not all medicines require such a deep level of preparation physically as like, for example, ayahuasca or master plan diets um, is, is very, very different. It depends of the spirit that you're going to be working with. I'm not very familiar with like the diets of like peyote or evolga or things like that. Um, we'll assume that they're similar, but don't take my word for it because I actually don't know. And Every time you come to the space, I want to be as honest and transparent with you as possible and share information with you that has been shared with me from sources that are the truth based on their experience, based on their tradition and based on their ancestral teachings. Okay. So with that being said, how do we prepare ourselves physically for an ayahuasca ceremony? Why don't we start with that? Yeah. So the first thing that you need to do physically is um, seven days prior to your ceremony, you need to start a diet. In Spanish, they call it dieta. You need to go into this dieta. And why do, why do you need to go into this dieta before I go into what are the do's and don'ts of your dieta? You need to go into this dieta because you need to cleanse your body, your physical body of any toxins or anything that is going to make the work for ayahuasca much harder, right? For those of you that are familiar with this medicine with ayahuasca, is, is a combination of two uh, plants, right? A vine called ayahuasca and then chacruna that is a leaf, right? So um, 
when you combine them, right, the ayahuasca is very purgative. The, the vine is very purgative. And most likely you will be in your ceremony and you will feel like purging. You will f- feel like defecating or maybe both. And if you don't have a healthy diet, it's going to be really hard for the medicine to do the work. Is uh, Someone told me this the other day. Is when you think about it, like you have a wall and then in the wall you have some like really sticky, like, you know, paint or something that you can't seem to like peel off. So when we diet, what happens is that softens and it becomes easier to scrub and it becomes easier to remove. But if you don't diet, that thing just hardens. And then when the medicine comes in, it's going to clash. Like they say in the jungle, chocar. It's going to clash. And then is is just you're just going to have a really terrible experience. And I don't think any of anyone that is listening wants a terrible experience by choice. So it's super important to really put yourself in the place, to be very serious about the process and do your dieta before coming into your ceremony. So another reason why is because like I mentioned in most of my episodes, we have the ego, the unhealthy ego, right? So the unhealthy ego, what's the, what does the unhealthy ego want? Comfort. What is another way of comfort that we know? Food. How many, how many of you that are listening or that are watching have eat your feelings? I have for sure, right? Uh, chicken fingers, French fries, a burger, a pizza, um, a milkshake, a chocolate, a cake, an ice cream, all of the yumminess things that we like to eat, right? And that gives us comfort and that makes us feel nice inside and nice and warm. But guess who is also feeling very comfortable? Your unhealthy ego. So what you want to do is you want to deny discomforts and put your ego in, in check as you're getting ready to this healing journey so then you can actually go deep and work with the medicine. It's like the two dogs, the story of the two dogs, right? The dog of light and the dog, the dog of darkness. It's like when you do your dieta, you're feeding your dog of light. You're feeding your higher self. You're feeding your healing journey. But if you don't, then you're actually feeding the other, the other dog. And then it's going to be so much harder for you to go to the places that you need to go to get your healing. So the dieta is super important to do. Super, super, super important. I can't address that enough. It's something that it needs to be taken very serious. It cannot be taken lightly. My partner ate a tiramisu cake like two hours before doing an ayahuasca ceremony. And he said that he will never do that in his whole life. It was like the most horrible experience that he ever had. And it's also kind of like a spitting on the medicine's face, right? I mean, I'm going to put it this way. 
like I've been saying before, all these medicines have personalities, right? These, all these medicines, ayahuasca, peyote, iboga, Campbell, mushrooms, bufo, all of these medicines, they have a spirit, okay? We also have a spirit, right? But we also have a body, so we're corporeal, so you can see me. These medicines, they're called, they're, their corporeal form is in the shape of a plant, and they can communicate with us the way that we communicate, but they have feelings, they have thoughts, they have personalities, right? So think about it. Let's say that the president of the United States, I don't know, or Mother Teresa, or just choose a character that you want to meet so badly, so, so badly. You want to meet them and you will do anything to meet them. So this individual comes to you and tells you, if you want to meet me, I require you to stop eating X, Y, and C so then when you and I can meet, we can be on the same level and we can actually tap into the places that you want to tap with me. Wouldn't you do that? And if you don't, wouldn't be disrespectful to that individual that is allowing you to be in their same space, to share their knowledge and experience so there are so many reasons. I just gave you three reasons why it's important to do these dietas. And if you really, really take it serious, the reward that you're going to get back is so much bigger. Remember, you can only get what you put in. And that applies to everything. Everything, right? You want to make more money? Do the effort to make more money. A study. Find out how you can do it. You want to have like a nice, incredible body? Do the work. Everything that we want that is meaningful takes work. It really does. And it looks very different in different ways, but it really does. Okay? So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over my list of... What are things that you could have? Actually, yeah. What are things you, that you could have? I have a list here in front of me. Um, what are things that you could have during your ayahuasca? Okay. So things that you can have is you can have like veggie chips, such as carrots, cucumber, but you cannot have salt. Salt is a huge no-no. Ayahuasca does not like salt. I don't know the details of it. I'm going to do my best to like find them uh, with my maestro or something like that and ask why is the salt something that we can have. But salt, salt and pepper are huge no-nos for ayahuasca. Um, you can have guacamoles, you can have avocados, again, with no salt. You can have hummus, you can have apple, uh, apple slices, you can have goji berries, you can have hard-boiled eggs, you can have unsalted nuts, you can have orange slices, you can have uh, figs, you can have cherry tomatoes, bananas, you can have rice, quinoa, beans, you could have chicken, you can have... Um, plain oatmeal with like cinnamon you can have fruits with no sugar um, and you can have water herbal teas you can have caffeine 
So there is no caffeine. So now I'm going to go over what you cannot have, right? And you can have pepper. You can have salt. Um, you can have vinegar. So no apple cider, none of that. It just doesn't work. You can have vinegar. Um, you can have anything spicy, no spicy food. You can have pork. You can have fried food. Um, you can have dairy, no dairy whatsoever. Um, you can have, um, oh, what else? I'm trying to remember. Um, you can have cold drinks. So you can have like a drink, like a frozen drink. But then if you want to drink it, you have to wait for the drink to cool down. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much all the things that you can and you can have in terms of food. Uh, so super important. Oh, you can't have carbonated drinks. You can't have carbonated drinks. That's another one. And, and I think that's pretty much everything of what you can and you can have. You could have fish. Definitely you could have fish. But everything that you eat, it cannot, it cannot have salt and pepper. You can use herbs like turmeric, rosemary, um, cumin. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of like the things that you can and you can have. And also if you're traveling, this is something that I always tell my clients, if you're traveling to the jungle, like you do for shaman flora, I recommend my clients to pack snacks that are ayahuasca friendly. Cause that's the other thing. Only in Iquitos and places that serve ayahuasca, they will have ayahuasca-friendly menus that they will actually serve you food that you can, that is good for your diet. But anywhere else in the world, they don't. Ooh, and one more, you can only cook with coconut oil. So you can cook with olive oil. You can cook, you could cook with avocado oil, but no, but you have to avoid most oils. Coconut oil is like the best. Uh, and of course, no sweets, no sugar, none of that. You can't have any, any, any of that. No Splenda, no Stevia. Don't try to cheat the system. It just doesn't work. Okay. Um, and so that's for like the food side. Okay. And as I was saying, when it comes to like eating out and buying food outside, it makes it really, really hard. Now for your master plan, when you come in, the diet is the same. You follow the same diet when you do your master plan. But when you come into the space to do the master plan, then when you're in it, um, your food will look like boiled rice, boiled plantain, and boiled eggs for three days, lunch, breakfast, and dinner uh, for the rest of your diet. And then what happens is the last day of your master plan diet, then you will break the diet. And then after you break the diet, then you actually need to continue something that we call the post diet. And we have mentioned this a couple of times. Um, but I, re I want to repeat it so much because I want to make sure that you guys understand the severity and the importance of following a post dieta with a master plan. And the dieta is the same. Basically, you do the same thing. The interesting enough, when you do a master plan, you can't have a spinach. 
that's the one thing that I realized that I'm just like, damn, I can't have spinach. So you can't have a spinach in your in your master uh, in your post diet or your master plan. You can't have a spinach, and pretty much everything that I told you about ayahuasca, you could have a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper, but it can be in being quantities. It has to be very, very, very small. Um, so you could do that. And then you could, of course, have, like I said, like veggie chips, carrots, cucumbers. You can have fruits. You can have bananas. You can have rice. You can have quinoa. You can have beans. You can have noodles. Um, I recommend rice noodles. Those will be the best noodles for you to use. Um, you could have bread, but I suggest it to be gluten-free. Um, so it doesn't have the gluten in it since your body is going to be so sensitive. Um, and this is for 30 days, right? You're going to be in it for 30 days, 30 days in and out. Um, so you got to be super, super committed. So that's for the food side of things. Now, outside of the food, what are other things that you want to prepare yourself is no sexual activity. Mm-hmm. You heard me. Seven days before your ceremony, you can't have any sort of sexual activity. No masturbation, no intercourse, nothing that arouses your libido. It's really, 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 really important because our sexual energy is one of the most powerful energies for creation. And if you don't know that, I will invite you to look into sex magic. It's so freaking powerful. Like the things that you can make with that energy is like nothing I ever seen before. Trust me. So what happens is when we conserve that energy, when we harness that energy, then we can utilize that energy in different ways. So, and you also are kind of like, saving yourself for the medicine. So it's really important that if you are a person that is very active, like it has a huge sexual activity, that you enter with a lot of consciousness regarding not having sexual activity before the ceremony. And then if you're doing a master plan, just be conscious that you're going to need to follow that for 30 days. So for 30 days, you can't have any sexual activity. When I did my master plan, I remember that I came back from the jungle and I came to do my post dieta. And as I was doing my post dieta, I went to sleep and I had a dream that someone was penetrating me. And and it started like feeling, like I start feeling, right? Feeling, and now, and of course it feels good, but I instantly woke up and I was so freaked out. I was like, oh my God, because I was stealing my dieta. And you're going to ask me, does Jimena, does that count? Yes, he does. Of course he does. I mean, it is like, it, when you work with these medicines, it's very important that we tap into present and we realize that everything that we're doing is going to have a consequence. So when you when you grab a glass of water, like make sure that it's not cold. When you when you put a piece of food in your mouth, make sure that it doesn't have any salt and pepper. Just don't be going through the emotions because then you're going to pay the consequences. And I don't think that any of you that are listening to what I'm saying want to pay the consequences because of your ignorance. So 
going back to to uh, my experience and and then waking up like as soon as I woke up I I woke up and I was like oh my god I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and I like sat with it and I kind of like breathed through it and I didn't get to have my libido um, elevated because um, I woke up before that even happened. And then the next day I called my teacher and I asked my teacher and I said, Hey, this happened last night. I had this dream. Um, can you please help me out? And then he said to me, um, Jimena, you being tested by the plant. How serious are you about the work that you're doing? So ultimately, this is why we do this in the physical aspect. And it's going to be in all the aspects, but physically speaking, the reason why we follow a dieta, the reason why we um, don't have sexual intercourse, the reason why also you want to have some sort of like physical practice, either like yoga or running or lifting weights, like something that gets your body going and gets you connected to your body. I think that is really powerful and important too. And I think that for working with these medicines, yoga will be a really, really good practice because it gets you in that flow. Uh, but the reason why we do all of these things is to let our physical body know that we're going into a healing space. Remember what I was talking in my previous episodes? I was talking about the body, the mind, the heart the inner child and the ego, you want to prepare this, your five bodies for that experience. You want to set them up to win. So then you can win. But if you don't do that, you're kind of like throwing them into a pool of ice cold water and then shocking everything in you. And what do you think is going to happen? You're going to go into survival mode and it's going to be so much harder for you to actually do the work. I was watching a TikTok video yesterday um, of this psychologist. Um, I've loved it. And she said in her video, she said, if you can understand what I'm going to say about consciousness, it will change the way you see the world. And this is what she said. She said, when a person has decided to not listen to what is being said. When a person is in a place that it doesn't want to accept what we're sharing, then it doesn't matter what we say. It's not going to go anywhere. They're not going to listen to it. They're not going to care for it. So when we don't prepare our bodies to receive the healing that we intend, what do you think is going to happen? Is not going to receive it either. So that is why it's so important for us to prepare ourselves before we go into any ceremony. Like for example, like right now, I'm going to be serving Cambo um, later today and I have prepared myself and I haven't eaten all day and I won't eat all day. Have I had the cravings to do it? Absolutely. Have I thought about like, maybe I shouldn't do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow so I can have some food. Absolutely. But I know that these are conversations of my unhealthy ego from keeping me from receiving my healing, for keeping me from continuing being of service for myself and for others. So my invitation 
for all of you that are listening is when you are going into a ceremony for any sort of medicine that you work with, either Campbell, psilocybin, and yes, this also applies for psilocybin. Yes, my friends. I'm not going to talk about the salt and the pepper and all of that. But for example, when I work with psilocybin, I prepare myself. I don't eat any junk food. I don't eat any dairy. I don't eat um, any pork, any red meat. I try to keep my body as light as possible so then I can connect to a spirit better. And there you go. That's reason four. <laughs> when our bodies are lighter, it's easier to connect to spirit because food is grounding. So when we deprive ourselves from all of these foods, then we are in a much lighter space to access the ethereal. So there you go. I just gave you four reasons why. Four reasons why. So, so with that being said, like I said before, invitation is if you're going to go into a ceremony with any sort of the medicines, just take into account of preparing your body physically to take seven days to really start sitting with it and honing and realizing that you're about to embark in a journey that it will change your life. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm really excited to uh, share with you the next two series. So stay tuned to learn more about how to prepare yourself for ceremony. Thank you so much. So much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.